Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage on Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to KSL Inside Sources. Uh, filling in today for Boyd Matheson is Mara Carabello, and I'm here today with Taylor Morgan. You can mostly hear us on KSL at nights, but Taylor, we're going to continue with the topic we started last section, which has been the hottest yeah. topic so far in the legislative session, which is the issue of school vouchers or, or school choice, depending on, on what you prefer. Uh, we just got done talking to the Senate bill sponsor, Kirk Colomore, who did a great job outlining why he did this, what he's for. But we do have some opponents for um, this bill as well. Uh, it's in front of the legislature. It does two things. It increases significantly salaries uh, for teachers, about $6,000. Um, and it also, though, creates a fund, takes out the state's portion and creates a fund for what are being called scholarships, where you as a family, as a parent, can take that money and port it to any school choice you want, whether that's homeschooling, whether that's private schools. Well, a longstanding opponent of this um, who has reread this current piece of legislation is the Utah Education Association, or the UEA. So, Taylor, you and I in this section, I want to play a couple of cuts from the UEA so our listeners can hear directly from them what they're thinking. And then we wanted to talk through some other legislative or initiative options that opponents may have if, in fact, this bill gets passed. Yeah. So let's start with uh, the UEA's perspective. Renee Pinckney, who is the president of UEA, spoke to Inside Sources last week and gave her organization's position regarding their opposition to the bill. So UEA has a long-standing position that any voucher or tuition tax credit slash tax scholarship plan under which private education is subsidized with public tax dollars could weaken the public school system. Therefore, the association opposes any such plans. We believe that the two issues that they have in this bill should be separate issues and should be debated on their own merits. Okay, so we hit on this position with Senator Cullimore. Right. One of the criticisms that we are hearing uh, against this bill is that uh, there is some malintent or that there's political... Uh, gamesmanship with coupling the uh, the voucher, if you will, that uh, scholarship is is what the proponents are calling it, coupling that to the salary increase for public educators. That that's a criticism. They are saying that those two issues are separate. They should be decoupled and they should be voted separate uh, voted upon separately on their own merits. I understand that argument, but we have heard in the past. The criticism of vouchers is that it takes money away from educators and it takes money away from schools and instead we need to be paying teachers more. So I again, I mentioned this last segment with Senator Colomer. I see this as a compromise, as a solution to to respond to the UEA's criticisms of the past. A- am I wrong? Well, I mean, I think you're, you're opinionated is what I would say, right? Sure. That's your opinion. I think it's fair that uh, objectively this is taking money out of the public school systems and switching it to yeah. homeschooling. We're talking about but, $42 million. Right. Total. And I think that is an interesting point that I want to point out as you sort through public policy. You know, it's in the behind of the beholder. I think an interesting, yeah. both are right. I think this absolutely does take away and uh, 
And Colomore, Senator Colomore said, well, you know, this is the byproduct of politics, which I don't think is a dirty word. I mean, part of policymaking is political. Yeah. His point was we intentionally put them together because th- the people who said they would support vouchers said it was going to be contingent on a pay increase. And so he's like, we wanted to be serious yeah. about yeah. it being coupled. I think it's absolutely also fair for the UEA to say from our seat, you are taking money from public school. I think both of those oppositional points of view can live um, together, and it is just about what you're focused on, where your values lie. Uh, so I, I, I would say that they're they're both, in essence, true. We wanted to talk about some options that may exist for opponents like the UEA if the bill is passed. We're going to start again with another clip from uh, Renee Pinkney, who, again, is the president of UEA. But, Taylor, you want you and I want to dig a little deeper than this. But she states her intention to decouple the two issues in a bill, and eventually she wants to defeat this with a voucher. You know, right now we are at the beginning of the legislative session, and we are going to do everything we possibly can to defeat this bill and or get the two subjects separated so that they can be debated and then defeat the voucher bill. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, I don't want to be too harsh on the UEA because I have a ton of respect for not just our educators and our teachers. I love my kids' teachers. I appreciate the folks at the UEA, but what I see is that we may be at the beginning of the session, but we are at the end of the debate on this bill. It is going to pass. It will pass the Senate tomorrow on third reading. The only question is, will it pass with enough votes to be referendum proof? So let's talk a little bit more about that process. I mean, you and I both see it the same way in that this bill was out on the streets. The, the components of this bill have been out on the streets <laughs> yes. for six months. Yes. And so uh, I don't know that there I, – I, I, I think the opponents may have been a little slow starting on this because it's been out. And I think there's general consensus that this is going to pass. I also think there's a good bit of question whether this is the will of the public, particularly those who live in rural Utah. Um, and, and I think it is absolutely without question controversial or heated and passionate. Yes. So let's assume, as we, you and I both do, that this bill is going to pass Tomorrow, next week, let's assume it's going to be signed by Senator um, by Governor Cox. He's indicated he was the major player, probably in the politics about putting together the teacher salary, yeah, and um, so. also the scholarship fund. So it appears he has indicated in public that he intends to sign this bill. So let's make both of those assumptions, Taylor. What do you do? You're an opponent. You're, you you don't think this is in the best interest and you're upset. What are the options in the state of Utah at this point? First and foremost is a referendum. Right. Now, a referendum is when you take an existing law and you repeal it. You take it away. And that is an option that is guaranteed in the Utah Constitution, but it has a lot of conditions. Around yeah, it. it does. The first condition is that 
uh, a bill that passes both bodies, both the House and the Senate in the legislature by a two-thirds majority is actually referendum proof. It is not subject to a possible uh, referendum. This bill passed today with 20 votes in the Senate. That is the threshold. 20 votes is two-thirds. So people like Taylor and I are watching to see if it passes the Senate by 19 votes, right. then it could be subject to referendum. That's so let's right. just talk about the referendum a little. You only have 45 days. 45 so days. So really the only chance you have to take away this law, repeal this law, is in the next 45 days. 45 days from the end of the session, uh, a referendum would have to have 147,000 signatures of registered Utah voters. Distributed throughout Utah. Distributed in 15 of our 29 uh, state Senate districts. Uh, and yeah, it, it is a very laborious, difficult, expensive process. Back in 2007, when the legislature passed a vouchers bill, there was a successful referendum that undid that law. Yeah. However, the requirements back Have then. Have been greatly changed and made greatly. much harder. It's far more difficult. So let's talk about the now. other long term option that we, you and I have heard talked about, which would be an initiative. Now, an initiative is the citizens making new law, a referendum is changing a law that exists right away. And an initiative is making new law. They would probably at that point opposition if they got organized. They would go for a new law probably in 2024. Yep, that's right. They could launch an initiative. They could do that as soon as uh, April, May, the months following this session. They then have 316 days to collect also about 147,000 signatures distributed throughout the state. It is not an easy process. It costs millions of dollars. And on the back end, there's no guarantee that the legislature won't touch it in process. So we wanted to walk through that because as you, if you are a legislator watcher, watch the Senate and watch for these two new ways to deal with it.